Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, with the very um, icky bum. I think, bro, by the sound hey, of things, with a bit of a dicky hey, tummy. That was off. That was <laughs> off-air conversation. How the devil are you? That was an off-air bit of detail to, to my. <laughs> life recently how are you i've just got a bit of an upset stomach because oh, i have my man. first indian takeaway for about two years on sunday and going really by what my stomach. parents said yeah what my parents said wasn't even a good one it's made them oh. feel a bit icky as well and oh, they dear. you know they chuck those indian takeaways down on a weekly basis when they're too hungover on a sunday no, I was going to talk about my second jab. That's what oh, I'm that, thinking about right I, now. I wasn't. I didn't want to talk about that. I, but I, I mean, I will ask you about your second jab. Jag, jag, your second jab, though, because you've got that do after jags. this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So do not run long. I do have to. I've, it's at five thirty. It will take me about fifteen minutes to bike ride there. So I, I you know, the the show needs to be done by half four. It's that's raw. fine. It's not AEW. Yeah. That's no, fine. No, an AEW show, I would expect. Like, if yeah. it was an AEW show, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be a bit concerned about that. But a Raw show, I think you'll be fine. Especially I, because we can just about. say, yeah, well, we can just say what happened last week, but reverse the result. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. The only downside is we're wearing different T-shirts. But if we had been wearing the same T-shirts, we probably could have just played last mm. week's podcast and gotten away with it. Yeah. How are you, though? 
I am pretty good. Uh, I had a very nice weekend, went to Hastings to go see a friend of ours, which was lovely. So we spent all day in a pub, uh, which was delightful. But I couldn't go to Hot and Heavy because I was driving. So I had, to have, I had like one pint at sort of like midday, and then I was on the lemonade for the rest of the day. Um, and a massive on... Uber back. Well, yeah, but it's a pretty pricey Uber because it's like a... 200 pound. quid at an Uber. It's like a half hour drive, maybe 35 minutes. Oh, really? To Hastings from my place, yeah. Only half an hour? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That That's Uber territory. Why would that be? Why well, would you go, oh, that's a bit... When are you getting Ubers then? Well, because that's quite an expense to, to have when like I could just drive home. But you can get smashed and it'll be far <laughs> more fun that way. Well, speaking of, so we had a barbecue the following day. We had us on a Sunday, had some friends over for a barbecue. And, you know, people bring over their own drinks. It's BYOB. Mm. People bring over their own booze and, I, you know, we, and food and that. And I put the barbie on. And although we were rained out, unfortunately, I had to do an indoor barbecue in the end. Bloody British summer. Um, but one of the uh, couples that came over, my good friends, Dan and Alex, they brought over a bottle of Prosecco. And... Alex had a glass of that Prosecco and my other friend Katie also had a glass of that Prosecco. The problem that we had here is that Alex is the mother of a toddler and mm. Katie is the mother of a one-year-old and was also driving. So Alex essentially had that one glass of Prosecco for the the entirety that she was there because she had to do motherly duties with her toddler and make sure that her toddler wasn't banging her head and things like that. And Dar couldn't drink that much because she was driving. So last night, I suddenly opened up, I opened up the fridge and I was like, oh man, there's a bottle of Prosecco in here that I need to... I can't just not. I, it's open. I can't just go down the sink. It's open. It can't go down yeah. the sink. That's a waste. There's starving kids in Africa. I shouldn't let this thing go to waste. They could have that that prosecco. That's exactly. very bougie to pour prosecco down the sink, laughing. Exactly. Well, that's what I thought. I'm such a generous man. I was like, well, I better, I better drink this myself. And Wasn't my there a homeless fellow nearby that you could give it to? I live in uh, I live in a lovely part of Kent. Thank you. There's no there's no homelessness around these ways. Wasn't there a local drunkard then? You know, someone who's a bit older, in their sixties, and they wander the street trying to start conversations with people, particularly around the post office. I haven't seen anyone yet. I haven't seen oh, anyone. They'll be there. Yet. They'll Kent. be around at some point. Yeah, I mean, I a big, big puffy red nose, big cheeks. You know, that will be me. I call them dad. <laughs> So I and my, my wife, for health reasons, is not drinking at the moment. So I had to have the bottle of Prosecco to myself. What Good did it end up being, Ollie, was three quarters of a bottle of Prosecco on a Monday night. And Jesus. I started this and I started this adventure at about half past eight. It was oh, going to interfere with late. sleep. I think so. I went to bed at then at ten. So I drank that three quarters of a bottle of prosecco in about ninety minutes. And let me tell you, I was feeling a bit. <laughs> That's bubbly. It is bubbly. It's gassy a little bit. I've I've actually felt the effects of it a little bit today. You're hungover because you pretty much downed a bottle of Italian champagne. Let's call it on a Monday night. Luke, are you doing okay? 
Oh, is this, I, yeah, I, I, is this yeah, a cry for, on, you know, honestly, lockdown's on been tough night, on everybody? Any yeah. other week, this would feel like a cry for help. But in mm. reality, it was just that I didn't want to let the Prosecco go to waste. So I drank it all. Yeah, definitely a legitimate reason. What I, you know, what gets me is a lot of the third world mock us for our first world problems. But honestly, have you guys tried to finish off a whole bottle of Prosecco? When you don't want time to. to go to bed, when you don't want to, that's gonna like you're gonna have that feeling on your teeth when you brush your teeth with your expensive whitening toothpaste. It's not, it's not all easy, you know. It third really world isn't easy living up in here, straight white male with his own home in his 30s. Yeah. It's hard, mate. It's really, really hey, difficult at times. Nothing to do with being male, it's the whole West. <laughs> The thing I to mention this is get... how the entire West live. The other thing I wanted to mention before we get into the show itself, because I didn't actually finish my story from last week. You know, mm. I said I got new neighbours uh, that moved in next to oh, me. Yeah. And we went on for another tangent. I can't remember what we talked about. But the reason why I brought it up is because 24 hours after uh, they moved in, little rat-a-tat-tat at the door. It's my mate Tim, my new next-door neighbour. What a lovely bloke that he is. Mate. And we're just having a I nice didn't sign chat. off on this. He came round. I've got borrow... to vet all your friends. That's part of your employment conditions. He came round to borrow my drill. Ooh, manly. I felt pretty, pretty manly. Mm. I'll be honest with you. It's the most dad thing I've ever done in my life. I and I, and I was, Tim was like, uh, "Can I borrow your drill? Have you got? A, have you got any a drill that will fit this drill bit?" And I said, "Tim." I'm your man. I actually do. So we went into the garage, had a bit of a chat about the garage and the space in the garage and what we're doing with said space in the garage. And then uh, he also was like, oh, I couldn't be cheeky and ask you for an extension cable. Have you? And I was like, oh, of course, I've got a spare one actually knocking about. Went inside, got that and handed it over to him. And then he asked me for, and I don't know, the technical name for the tightener bit of a drill. And, and, I, and he said the technical name for it. But you know what, Davis? I knew what he was talking about. And I said, oh, oh nice. sorry, sorry, Tim. I should have given you that first time round. Went to the garage, found that, handed it over. And it was exactly the right size for the drill bit that he needed. Oh, it was, what a conversation. Oh, I, I was giddy by the end of it. When, well, it's because you were half pissed on champagne, <laughs> I suspect. When he asked you for the extension cable, you should have, if that was me, I would have completely changed my expression, gone deadly serious. I was like, you're taking the piss there, mate. <laughs> because that would be and then you smile again and go, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Because you want you wanna you wanna test them, don't you? You want you don't you don't want to be too friendly, you want to keep them on their toes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he's yeah. my new friend. I'm um, hoping that he's wow. into board games. So, you know, maybe. But anyway, uh let's talk about Raw. Here it is. Mm. Fans haven't been back for even a month, and WWE's already sick of them trying to pipe in fake crowd noise and then screwing it up. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Lou Cohen. And today's Wrestle Talk podcast edition of the Raw Review is sponsored by. 
Geology, uh, which is a uh, men's skincare regime, which we'll be going into in a little bit. This is the pack that I got for my regimen after I did the free quiz that you can do in the link down below. And it is wonderful. In fact, I was going to save this for when we get to the plug uh, a bit later on, when we get to the actual sponsorship segment. I had a barbecue at the weekend and a friend of mine, without prompting, said to me, your skin looks amazing at the moment. And I was like, that is because of geology. So click the nice. link in the video description down below. Go and do the free quiz there. Find out what your uh, reg uh, regime will be. We'll get into that after the, the Reginald Gene, the Reggie Gene. <laughs> the we'll get into that after the chats. Uh, get all your chats, of course, into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out everyone over $5 or more uh, by the end of the show. And if you haven't already, give us a subscribe. We're wearing the same T-shirt. Isn't that reason enough to subscribe? Have you seen, by the way, the th it's insane. I've started doing a little dance at the open of the WrestleTalk News. I have. And it is actually, honestly, tripling the amount of subscribers we get on there. Are you trying to say that everyone who watches the show is a, is a filthy mark? And yes. They'll do any, and they'll do anything you tell them as long as you do a silly little dance for the marks. No, I think it's more that they what that everyone likes to troll the host. Rich did say, producer Rich, before we came on air, said, "I will do whatever you want if you just squeeze an entire bottle of the geology stuff onto your forehead at the end of the stream." I'm going to say no to that, however, because I didn't really want to use this all. I want to use this in the right way, in the way that it was intended. But anyway, we will there you go. There it is for the Rest of Talk podcast channel subscribe right this episode of raw was last week's episode of raw but with the decisions reversed so if you lost last week like keith lee like uh t-bar mace like nikki ash nikki ash sorry to use her full name almost a superhero nikki ash why do you need to have both of those there i thought Brandy. the purpose of an acronym was to not then have to say the full slogan before the person's name because you get the gimmick over that way mm, yeah it's definitely getting over with me <laughs> everyone who lost last week by and large i think apart from damian priest won this week in the same freaking match so a bit, yeah. bit of a bit of a boring roar it's a, well, what's crazy is that this is chicago and they were a great crowd. And if you just gave them a little bit of something, like, here's Mustafa Ali. He's from this place. They just went crazy, unprompted. There's no reason that any fan really should be into Ali the way WWE have presented and booked him. Yet still, love him. The main event, the crowd reaction was fantastic. Keith Lee winning, crowd reaction was fantastic. Open goals we're talking about here. WWE. This is like, this is the best that a crowd is ever going to be to them. And still, the booking, the laziness of the creative ground this audience down to the extent where they chant for Bray Wyatt, they chant for CM Punk, although that was always going to happen. And WWE have to pipe in crowd noise like it's the Thunderdome. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was a boring episode of Raw. Real, real boring. And the more it went on, the more boring it got because you suddenly was like, wow, this whole thing is really like control C, control V, but also with a bit of find, replace 
and just sort of switching around the winners to make sure that everyone was flattened out. And there were so many things on the show that I was just like, why have you done it this way? Like Rhea Ripley beat Nia Jax um, because of Shayna Baszler interference. And then after the match, Rhea Ripley lays out Nia Jax with her finishing move. I was like, well, why didn't you just lay her out with the finishing move and pin her with your finishing move? Why did you need the Shayna Baszler nonsense? There was just so many things. I was like, why have you done this that way? And like, I'm, it was a boring show. And like, I, the, the crowd chanting CM Punk, uh, and I think either WWE did a good enough job of sweetening the crowd enough so that the CM Punk crowd, uh, chants were not thunderous throughout the building, that it really only felt like a small pocket of fans were doing the CM Punk chants. It was only a small pocket of fans that were doing the We Want Wyatt chants. It really sort of like, I, I think this was a bit of a um, a microscope under the argument that not every wrestling fan is on Twitter. So when people are like, oh, well, wrestling, is not written, no, wrestling isn't as good anymore because everyone knows the results because they're reading it on Twitter. I don't really think that's the case. I think it's actually just our small bubble is the ones who are reading the results ahead of time. And we're the ones then sort of complaining about things. In Chicago. Now, I, I disagree. I think you've seen the videos of people there live. You get it a lot when people are in the, like a few AEW shows lately. Well, me and Luke might say, yeah, but the crowd were, they seemed a bit quiet for this match or this match. And people who were there were like, oh my God, no, it was so loud. So there's so much about how the crowd are mic'd, how uh, like the music's piped in, all of these things of production and broadcast that factor into what us not in the building experience. And I think you said it there. It's not that there was a, a small amount of fans chanting for punk going by the videos on Twitter. There's the whole crowd. Because no, you're not going to have... If a small portion in Chicago is going to chant CM Punk, that is going to spread quicker than the Delta variant. Well, can I give you my theory on this? Because I've been thinking about this a lot this morning. Also, um, I've, I haven't seen uh, your Raw review yet. However, I have found out that you give this episode three out of five. Are you high? I don't care anymore. <laughs> Anywho, so here is my my theory on uh, on a lot of this. I thought it was very telling that the chants that we got for this evening uh, were CM Punk, they were We Want Wyatt, We Want Becky, uh, We Want Tables, and during the Keith Lee Carrion Cross match, a very very light NXT chant. Those were sort of like the big sort of five like we're trying to hijack the show type chants, right? Oh, the We Want Tables one's pretty much standard because it's a a hardcore match, so the crowd mm. wants tables. What three letters were not part of that? WWE. AEW. The crowd were not chanting for AEW. So I know a lot of people are like, oh man, it's because CM Punk's going back to AEW. I. I get the feeling it's more just because we're in Chicago and Chicago like to chant for CM Punk. It's less about Punk going to AEW because if it was, they would also be chanting AEW, but they weren't. They were just specifically chanting for CM Punk, which is what Chicago do anyway, regardless of the news that Punk has got. So I don't, I seem to think here that perhaps AEW isn't on this sort of like big sort of wave of momentum that some people think within the wider wrestling world. I think this was just the usual hardcore WWE crowd in attendance, not AEW fans in attendance. I think this is really the, that sign of a, a split audience. Well, two things there. 
AEW isn't a chant. Even at AEW shows, it people totally don't chant is. AEW. Yes, I cannot they remember. Do. No, they chant for the wrestlers. They chant this and is awesome. AEW, dub AEW, dub Never really heard that in a match. And it's not something that's had a chance to spread organically around Indies or other places. So I, I push back on the idea that AEW is a popular chant anyway. Secondly, I'm not saying this is an AEW chant. The CM Punk chant has never been a pro-something-else chant. It's always been an anti-WWE chant. There could be something not related to punk at all, and people will chant CM Punk, because CM Punk, when fans chant it like that, doesn't mean we want CM Punk. It means this is crap. This is boring. I don't like it. And me saying CM Punk is a very, very abbreviated version of saying this guy left your company because you're creative. The the way you push people, the whole business structure sucks. It's an yeah, anti WWE chant. When they say CM Punk, they're saying I hate WWE right now. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like this segment is not good. I'm not enjoying it. Do something better. Anyway, we should touch on the botch that happened. So remember, I said last week that almost a superhero, Nikki Ash. Sounded like she had piped in cheers in her music. And you were like, I don't know if I can hear it. And and now like Mm -hmm. I don't know if we still don't know if that was the case. That's what I heard. But like not enough to know. Um this this week definitely had piped in noise, which is mad when you're in Chicago for your third roar back in front of live fans. Like that is that is indicative of a crap product right now. They should be doing the work for you. Yeah, so this was mostly noticeable in the Drew McIntyre entrance when Drew McIntyre was coming down and you could hear like the reaction of a crowd. But underneath Jimmy Smith's and Corey Graves and Byron Saxon doing their usual terrible commentary, you could hear Michael Cole quite clearly going 16-time world champion. So it was obviously a bit of audio from a John Cena entrance, like a bit of crowd audio from a John Cena entrance that was being played underneath here. Now, a lot of people have highlighted this to be like, they botched playing the uh, audio because you shouldn't have had the Michael Cole commentary on there. However, it has been clarified. So Sean Rossap mentioned this on the Fightful post show that it wasn't them adding in pipe. It wasn't in piped in crowd noise. What they were doing was accidentally playing a commercial underneath the audio when they were like so they, they pressed the button for a commercial that had them mentioning john cena oh. which then made it into the main dubs so here's what here's what sean said they laid some audio over certain spots tonight we're going to go ahead and talk about that it happened in drew mcintyre's entrance i was told by someone in wwe it was some sort of production error it wasn't necessarily them trying to lay audio over it at least that's the line i was given it was like a commercial or something like that what, like a subliminal commercial? No, basically, it's just like, maybe like come when see SmackDown. When Raw rolls on, because someone gets knocked out of the ring, um, they would have then played a commercial to be like, come in, come into your hometown soon. It's WWE, mm. it's 16-time world champion John Cena, and he's going to diddly-dee. And that commercial is, was played underneath the audio during Drew McIntyre's entrance. So it wasn't them trying to play up Drew's entrance by piping in crowd noise. It was supposedly, at least this is what you know is being reported, just a production error. So what was the other spots on the show? So the other spots of the show, I think were like the people talking about was them trying to like quieten down 
um, CM mm. Punk chance or the Bray Wyatt chance or things like that. Because as they I said, like, it. I think I think it's just them just dropping the mic so that it doesn't sound as loud as it did. Because I don't know. Because mm. I, I I I thought it was a weird reaction for Goldberg when Goldberg came. Because like Goldberg's name got mentioned, the crowd booed massively. Yeah. The crowd really did. They cheered Bobby Lashley, this all-conquering hero, and booed Goldberg so loudly. And then, just as MVP was doing his promo, the crowd started chanting for Goldberg. And I was like, so are you into Goldberg? And then he came out and got a mega reaction crazy, for it. Yeah. And I was like, so you do like Goldberg? Then? <laughs> so I, I, and, then he, and then they started to chant for Wyatt. I was like, so what do you want? Like, it was, I, I noticed that it was a mixed reaction for Goldberg, basically. That makes total sense to me. That did not stand <laughs> out as weird. I was like, it was like, boo, we don't want Goldberg, but Goldberg comes out, yay, Goldberg. Um, but look, pe- people, Goldberg's entrance is so over that people will cheer for that no matter what. It's like a, a Pavlovian thing. Remember when Cena came back uh, uh, at the Rumble all those years ago and the crowd was like, oh my God, way. And then they almost go, wait a second. We don't like this guy. Boo! So it's a bit more like that. But yeah, okay, that's interesting about the uh, the audio spots. I could have sworn they were piping in noise. And, and I said yeah, that right. last week as well. But you know what? We could be sat here. Like, that could just be an excuse that it was a production mm-hmm. error. But all we've got to go on is that's what's currently being... That's what Sean said was told to him by someone inside of WWE, that it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't them trying to sweeten the noise. It was just a production error. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
Well, let's see what you guys think on the Ultra Chats, please. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over $5 or more. Anthony Velasquez, you would think WWE would put on a good show to try and avoid the Wyatt and CM Punk chants in front of a rowdy Chicago audience, but they just continue to put on a bad Raw show. Hey, it's three out of five, Anthony. (laughs) Apparently so. Jake Nichols, fans were cheering for Punk and Wyatt last night. Fun fact, in their last singles ventures on pay-per-view against a certain big red machine, both stars were unsuccessful. Backlash 2016 and Backlash 2009. Hashtag Kane facts. Cheers, Jack. Uh, is, this is going to be like a new Hooven 2 Guerrera thing, is it? <laughs> Bring back Kane. And Silent Suspect 00 says, I didn't expect to get quite so excited when the crowd popped for Shayna taking her jacket off as if she was about to lay out Nia. In my opinion, if they wanted to split them, this was the perfect opportunity in front of a Chicago crowd. Yeah, I would say so. We'll get onto that in a little bit, I guess. But yeah, it felt like they they teased the split but didn't do it. And I mm. feel like they've teased the split between these two a fair number of times at this point. But they could have just done it here. Just do a few more. The Portuguese Mr. Davis. Hey, boys, been a while since my last chat. The internship at the bank has been great. They're loving my job at the moment. Hopefully I can stay here on a contract. About Raw, it was a show. Great wrestling, storylines progress, kind of. Two out of five, I guess. Two out of five's not too far away from three out of five. (laughs) Uh, Hannah Allen. Raw was an S-word house. As a consumer of premium lovable content, well, you watch us, Hannah. Evil and good... Oh, right, she she is going to actually talk about us. Evil and good twin, OMG, Luke, you full gaslighted Ollie, <laughs> and it honestly made me cry. Well done. You played well, but gosh, you owe Ollie a hug. Lots of love. Jam that jam. Uh, L-I-W F-444 life. Now... In in my defense, because a few people like uh, took me to task, being like, "You played really unfairly when uh, <laughs> when you did that to Ollie uh, in in uh, Blood on the Clock." Tower. If you haven't seen it, go and over to No Rolls Bar, our um, tabletop channel we've got over there, uh, and us playing Blood on the Clock Tower. In my defense, I didn't know I was going to do that until I got into the room, and really, mm. you you and I just sort of like we were just doing the shtick that we were doing like throughout the rest of it, which was like, you're the son of a bitch. No, you're the son of a bitch like that. So we did that. And I responded to you doing it. And then when you said, you don't have to pretend in this room, I thought, but I could though. And that's when Mm. I, and that was when the the, sort of the idea came to mind that maybe I will just try and uh, fake this a little bit. Add some confusion. Whatever whatever you have to tell yourself. (laughs) Bacon rasher. Hi, lads. I must admit, I'm disappointed. The cage page spotting on Dark was zero. The same I would give Raw out of five. Not watched in months. I watched for the Chicago crowd and Bray Punk chants. For the Raw review, you should remove five and add zero instead. Jam that jam. They'll beat, they'll do, they'll do one. They'll do one this year. They always do. Griffo Chaz. Last week, I was the only one that backed Raw. This week, I can't. When the best part of the show is Ricochet sliding through the dripstick into steel steps, you know you have a problem. Goldberg's son's facial said everything about this show. Yeah, he has, like, lost all of the enjoyment for being a fan of wrestling. Younger Sunberg was like, whoa, shirt off. Yeah, I know. Sunberg was like... I wasn't sure if that was the same Sunberg. He's aged like 10 years since we last saw him. It's been five years. Do you know what? Actually, I didn't realize. He's got those Goldberg genetics. 
Sean pointed this out on Twitter. Goldberg's run as a part-timer in WWE <laughs> has been longer than his entire run in WCW. No. Well, yeah, because he was only a top yeah. guy in WCW like in like 97, years. 98. So, and he's been, <sighs> he's been a, a part-timer in WWE for the last five. Uh, just two more now from Mr. Kajilli. Hi, guys. As an Alexa fan, I was scared for her in this crowd, but i like to say thank you to Chicago for being respectful enough to not boo or harass her last night. I hope that she can get through this and turn all the hate to gold again and beat Eva. Well, you know, you don't know how the crowd actually reacted because those were pre-taped segments. Uh, they were and... definitely not playing audio from the crowd during those segments. I think it was wise for them not to bring her mm. out uh, in front of the audience. And Mr. Gajili looks like they've just sent the same chat again. So, cool. Thank you. Uh, before we get on with the full Raw review, let's hear from our wonderful sponsor. Geology. It's men's skincare reinvented. It's a simple skincare formulated for daily use. All you've got to do is do uh, click the link in the video description down below. If you're watching this on Catch Up, it'll be the pinned comment. And you can do a free survey on there. And it will ask you questions about how old you are, what sort of things you want to get out of this. And then they will give you a regimen. <laughs> what do we call it? A regi. A regimen. A, reg a regi. A regimen. Yes. Oh, the regi. A regiment uh, for 24-7 use. It's personalized for your skin. The benefits that you want to see. Great for individuals with sensitive skincare, acne, dark eye circles, or wrinkles, of which I actually have a few. So I did the 30-second quiz, and I then got sent this lovely box, which is absolutely delightful. Um, so let's I like see the what yellow. I got. Mm -hmm. So I got um, regiment number 30, and it gives you a morning routine. And a night routine. My That's morning good. routine includes me using my everyday wash and my vital uh, morning face cream. Mm. And then at night, I do the everyday wash again, but add in the night cream. And more importantly for me, because of the bags under my eyes, an eye cream as well. My Ooh. wife actually gave me some hints and tips on how to sort of like apply that. Not that I really need <laughs> it because it's very detailed on what I should do. Uh, that's good. It's a very, very good service. As I said, I had a barbecue on the weekend and someone legit said to me, your skin looks really, really good. And I've only been using this for about a week. So I am very excited to use the rest of this. Uh, you can continue your 90-day supplies um, uh, and subscribe and go a la carte. It's basically you're in control. Head over to geology.com and take their free skincare quiz to save up to 40% on your 30-day trial and click the link below. That's geology.com to save 40% on your 30-day trial. Real talk right now. Real talk. Uh, my skin, as I've always had like crusty eyebrows, gets really dry here. I'm really dry here. I think everyone has like a spot on their face where it gets dry. But in lockdown, when I was just in indoors a lot, it just went so bad. I like it was all here on my face as well. Like I had such dry skin. I get beard draft. It all fell on my black shirts and stuff. And my lady partner was like, "You need to start having a skin reg regimen now." And I was like, I don't know what, <laughs> like, what, what is that with moisturizer? And she was like, no, you need like squalene cleanser and this thing and that thing. I was like, what? And then like, I, I did some research and it was like, uh, 
you need you need to do it before it's too late because this will make you look younger when you're older so yeah. it's not even for like now it works but it's 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 also like you're doing yourself a favor in 10 years that's how that's how hollywood people don't look so haggard so yeah if if i had that like 6 months ago that would have been amazing that would have solved all of those problems um and yeah i might actually sign up to that I think you should, yeah. Geology.com. Mm. Links in the video description down below. Our moderators uh, should probably be plugging that as well. Thank you so much to Geology for being a sponsor on today's show. Really helps us out. Uh, yeah, and please do. like it, it helps if you just click the link. That's all you have to do, 30 seconds, and then that like shows shows the advertiser that people you know, will do what we say effectively. So just all you yeah. have to do is click, click, click the link, and that helps us out. Um, so this episode of Monday Night Raw, unfortunately, we do have to talk about it. I'd prefer to talk about skincare, but we yep. do have to talk about Raw. Um, you notice they've got the 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 dun, 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 the opening bumper sting. Mm -hmm. Woo! That's Ric Flair's woo. I mean, he was only released yesterday. Like they haven't, they didn't have time to plan for this. They were planning on like you know having Alistair Black merchandise up on the shop yeah, and then released fair. him. Like, you know, they aren't planning this far ahead with a lot of their releases. Plus, uh -huh. I don't think they factored in that Ric Flair would call them up and be like, I think your company sucks. And I think your booking is terrible. Please let me go. Because I don't want to be... I'm not even on TV and I don't want to be associated with this show. Meltzer has said that's not the way it went down. Has Did you hear now? this? I haven't. Mel no, I haven't listened to Brian and Dave yet. Meltzer said a text was sent from Rick to Vince criticizing the product and the treatment of Ashley, Charlotte Flair. And um, it was a Vince McMahon decision to let Rick go. As so like not so warning? much as what, how do you mean? Well, like, so Vince got a text from Rick that said, I think your product is a little bit bad and you're not treating my daughter very, very well, which I think is kind of mind boggling. It seems like she's all over the bloody show. Well, then and this was, you know, I, I assume this would have been a couple of months ago when Charlotte wasn't on Mania. You know, it was that weird time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Vince's reaction to that was like, well, let's fire him then. Like, what, what do you, what does, what do you get out of that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, if, you know, if if Nick Khan wants to make loads of cuts, yeah, this guy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's at least by what the Wrestling Observer is saying, it's not as like uh, one sided as Fightful and Wrestling Inc have made it out to be. But you know, who, who knows? Maybe it's a bit of both. Probably is. Um, the opening segment was Bobby Lashley and MVP coming out. MVP cut a promo. He was very good. So good that he got, I think he was a large part of why the crowd initially booed Goldberg, and then they cheered for Goldberg when he eventually interrupted. Goldberg comes down, cuts this completely nonsense promo. It's ridiculous. I'll go through it in a second. A uh, sort of fist bump Sunberg, who was at ringside on the way down, who now looks like a 25-year-old fully grown adult. And... MVP leaves, MVP trash talks Sunberg, Goldberg spears MVP, and 
backs off and that's it yeah and i think and that was the impetus was goldberg spearing mvp that later on in the show made bobby lashley go okay you can have your match <laughs> yeah i i was i was a shame i thought they were going to beat up sunberg I thought I was like, oh my god, this is this could actually be a pretty good angle. Bobby just has to pull Sunberg over the thing, put in like the lash, like the the hurt lock. That that's fine. It's just a full Nelson. It won't hurt the kid. Yeah, it might do. He's Bobby Lashley. He's pretty big. But but yeah, but so Sunberg at this point. Yeah, but he's only like sixteen. Like I don't think I it, I think there's probably some legal ramifications around that. Do you think? <laughs> Can you not beat Maybe. up kids? Can you not beat up kids in wrestling? I mean, going by the way that Raw and SmackDown's uh, sort of main events going into SummerSlam have been booked, I'm really looking forward to SmackDown when um, John Cena, <laughs> uh, John Cena Senior, is in the front row and Roman Reigns mm. gets in his face, and then um, John Cena runs down and spears Paul Heyman. Yeah, God, it's not even Raw repeating itself now. It's SmackDown <laughs> and Raw calling back on each other. Okay, right. I've seen so many people say they do chant AEW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on a lot, like pretty much every single show. <laughs> I don't think it's a big chant, <laughs> but whatever. I was right about the punk versus anything at all else. Uh, you don't know if you're right about that yet, though. You don't know <laughs> if you're right. <laughs> and so this promo Goldberg cut, I watched it. I watched it again to write the notes down. And then I, then I, Pete was making the thumbnail and I was, we were going back and forth on the news thumbnail and I was watching the promo again and retelling him. Like I was just repeating <laughs> what <laughs> It was so much fun. I should have written it out because it's like you. I'm I'm a gladiator. You're a glad. This is Goldberg speaking, and you're a gladiator, Bobby Lashley. But this isn't a coliseum. This is Chicago, and Chicago can smell fear a mile away. And you either crapped your pants or you're scared. It doesn't matter if I'm 35, 45, or 105. I live by the spear, and you're going to die by the spear. <laughs> Just like, you're what? next. What? And I'm, that's it. I'm, and I'm Goldberg, <laughs> and you're next. I'm saying, what are you saying? This is just Everyone... nonsensical bits. Everyone is saying like, oh man, poor Damien Priest got rattled by the CM Punk chance. I think old Billiam got rattled yeah. by the uh, the Bray Wyatt chance. I think it totally took him off his game. Totally agree, because I doubt that Chicago line was in there. I think I he agree. chucked yeah. Chicago in there as like a hometown. is a cheap pop. You could tell that he was getting off because he kept going, <laughs> <laughs> as a way to sort of like pause for a bit. I'll just do a little like laugh and then I'll remember what I'm supposed to do next. <laughs> Like a Shane He's Douglas. Probably Shane Douglas, do you? <laughs> Doesn't matter if I'm 35, 45, or 105. <laughs> just... Anyway, complete nonsense. Rubbish build. Not even a kid got beaten up. Also, this is a few between. Why should I care? Bill versus Bobby. Doesn't sound like a SummerSlam main event. I'm not into this at all, man. I'm just uh... not into it whatsoever. They then cut to Drew's dick. 
just chatting nonchalantly with not Renee, just leaning yeah. on his sword, just like, have you seen my sword? It's pretty big, isn't it? So I, I am exaggerating a little bit. It did start on Drew's feet and knees with the sword slightly in the foreground, but then it did pan up across the, you know, his sheathed weapon. And Corey Graves, surely he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, look at the size of Drew McIntyre's sword. That is a Vince line. Vince is screaming down their headset. Talk about how big the sword is, pal. Talk about how big the sword is. I um, I quite if if Drew's new gimmick is look at my dick. <laughs> fine, I think that's quite fun. Yeah. Uh, just a just a few points though. Wasn't one of the main things Drew did recently that he only took replica swords to shows, well, and not the. Not the family heirloom. Yeah, so he's so now we know it's just another replica, replica, and it's not to be. So I don't know why Shanky or Veer, whichever one it was, was terrified when uh, Drew was pointing a foam sword at him uh, mm. because he knows it's a replica at this point. Drew's made it awkward for me to laugh about the sword because he's now named it after his passed-on mother, so, and you know it's called Angela, and I'm just like, oh, I don't. I don't want to make fun of the sword now. <laughs> make fun of his dick instead. Showing. Anyway, Drew has a, a handicap match against Fear and Shanky. This was, I think, every single match, but the main event went roughly three minutes. Uh, this was another three-minute match. Jinder Mahal caused the DQ. All the heels had chairs. Drew McIntyre got a sword. It was a fun visual, but you should never bring stabby implements into wrestling, I think. Because he's just like, where do you go from here? And Drew chased him off. Can I ask you a very simple question? Why are we protecting Shanky and Veer? Why is Drew? Why hasn't Drew just pinned either of these chumps? Like they're they're the Bollywood boys, like a little bit but, but like bigger Bollywood boys, but bigger. Why? Yeah. Like they're well, there that... to be pinned. Why? Why are they constantly being DQ'd? No, that there's your answer. They're bigger. Come on, mate. You that's... reckon that's that? You reckon? I mean, yes. Oh, I mean, you're absolutely right. But like, <laughs> it's nonsense. Why isn't Drew pinning these guys? And if that's the case, why give Jinder massive heavies? Um, this actually, all this talk actually reminded me of something personal. Uh, I wanted to to bring up. I've I've uh, I was I found a an online erectile dysfunction community. Like, oh yeah. I was thinking about I think I was thinking about signing up. It's not hard to join. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True story. Uh yeah. Nia Jax took on Rhea Ripley next. Again, went three minutes. I thought this was pretty good, though, because they just did everything. Uh, loads of near falls. Nia got busted open. Blood was pouring over half her face. Uh, and Rhea Ripley won when Shayna tried to interfere. Yeah, and then Rhea Ripley then laid out Nia Jax afterwards with uh, the Riptide. And the commentary were like, oh, my God, look at the impressive on the, the Nia Jax. And I was like, why don't you just hit the move and win then? 
Like, why did we have to have all the Shana nonsense? Why, what, what's going on? Why did we have to have... And, and I'll be honest with you, not a distraction finish. This was actually less of a distraction than MVP at WrestleMania going, yo, Drew, and Drew then losing. Mm. It was like, Nia, Shana was just there, and then Nia got pins. That was the distraction. So, yeah, if you, I really think you probably could have just had a hit, a finish, and win. It was a Reggie distraction, if I ever did saw one. Something that Shayna was pretty annoyed about a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is the start of Shayna and Nia breaking up. SummerSlam feud, you reckon? Oh, God, no. No, this is on. This will be on Raw. This isn't no. SummerSlam. God, no. Uh, after that, we had Ali and Mansoor versus Mason T-Bar, a redo of the match last week. Ali was so over here. Hometown boy, Chicago. And, you know, they are a good act. Now that RK Bro isn't actually featured on Raw, it's just Riddle with Orton not around. I think they're like, they're actually the best thing on Raw, these two. Yeah, I'd say so. And the idea of them st still being together, because last week was meant to be a one-off. Uh, Mansoor convinced Ali to team with him. Is uh, Yeah, it's that they keep winning. But they lost here again in three minutes. And then they were further laid out. So Mansoor got pinned and then Ali got laid out as well with the double choke slam. Yeah, for the Heat brother because because mm. Ali's a Chicago boy, he had to lose here for all that heat. And I'm sure when Mason T-Bar come out next week in Florida, they're going to get nuclear Heat brother because they beat up Ali in front of his hometown of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who really cares? What I did like in this is that Ali um, pushed Mansoor out of the way. So Ali was checking on Mansoor afterwards, and then Mason T-Bar behind him. And Ali, Ali's like, okay, I know they're behind me. Pushes Mansoor away, turns around and gets chokeslammed. So at least that's a bit of development in the story. Yeah, maybe. But like, why did A, why did we have this match again? B, mm -hmm. why the bloody hell are Mansoor and I? Why, like... <laughs> Are we pushing Mason T-Bar? Or is it literally just like, <sighs> ah, it's, filling, it's filling time? Like, that's all this is. It's just filling yeah. time. I just, yeah, I, I'm surprised they're still doing that because I thought they were filling time until fans came back. And now it feels like they're filling time until SummerSlam. But surely SummerSlam's your big show. You want to be filling the time I with good it. stuff to build SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte was not to be outdone by the rambling promo of Goldberg earlier. She came out next. Tried to tie Simone Biles' Olympic withdrawal into her promo about sort of mental health issues, nervous breakdowns and stuff. But really, the promo was about people keep cashing in on me when they win money in the bank. Yeah. So that didn't work. One and it of took forever. Like the other. Yeah, and she, and and she knew, Flair knew that this was a bad promo because she kept saying, Hold, bear with me, I'm going somewhere with this. As if <laughs> yeah. she'd be like, this crowd is going to turn on me as soon as I start talking. Bear with me, I will get to a point. Do you think my theory is McMahon was like, Simone Biles pulled out because of mental health reasons. Make fun of that. So that I would, someone, ha yeah. someone has to put it in a promo and Charlotte did the best she could with it. Maybe I would wager that he doesn't even know who she is. That's almost too. That's almost too oh, in, in too in tune with pop culture. Yeah. 
Uh, well, she's been around for a fair while. Anyway, Charlotte's under the ring. She's trying to find weapons and she's cutting the promo while throwing weapons into the ring. I do like Charlotte's kind of delivery sometimes because it does feel quite naturalistic. But this went on a bit too long. She gets in the ring. She challenges Nikki to a no-holds-barred match barred, sorry, in the main event. And Nikki attacks her from behind with a... Uh, well, like a baby face. Yeah. His was no good. And I'd already announced it was a no-holds-barred match as well on social media or something. Yeah, it was, it mm. was no good. A bit rambly. But I like, I like, I like Flair's delivery. I like Flair yeah. as a character. It's just that I, I think this Nikki Ash feud with Rhea Ripley is not working. However, at Who's least... Nikki Ash? Sorry, almost a superhero Nikki A.S.H. I do apologize. Got it. No, that um, one. Yep, sorry, that, that was all on me. Um, at least um, that these two aren't the worst promos of the feud. Because we get a real one later on. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, Dewdrop took on Tamina uh, and lost pretty quick. Three minutes. Um, but felt Who like did ten. This? Tamina. Did she really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they. Spe- there's been speculation that Dewdrop was kind of... She was in the spot when Natalia hurt her leg last week, so she might be out for a while. So maybe it was a punishment. I don't know. Yeah, well, that I know. So, I mean, I hate this story anyway. But like, they've got this. Mm. There's dissension between Eva and and Dewdrop. Every week, there's dissension between them, and yet at the very next segment, Dewdrop is doing what Eva Marie asks of her with absolutely mm. no explanation whatsoever for why Dewdrop is still with Eva Marie. It's so incredibly lazy, this story. Yeah. And like, I, I, I quite like the, the, the sort of, I, I thought the Lily Lucian thing last week was quite funny. I thought it was the easily the best thing that that crap thing has done since it debuted on, on the main roster. And that is a very low bar to leave. And it, all it had to do was just trip over it, like Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. And it successfully did so. And then this week, like, Alex gets onto the screen and she's like, the loser of this match is Eva Marie, doing like the Eva Marie thing, which I thought was also pretty good. And then I actually thought that Dewdrop came across as the baby face uh, later on because she stopped Alexa Bliss doing a promo. And absolutely kick the crap out of her on the floor i don't know man it's crouch the crowd the crowd tried to come for bray wine it didn't really catch on uh producer rich has told me that the chat want to see eva marie falling over from the other week but they're gonna get (laughs) this guy instead (laughs) because criminally the biggest baby face in the company again was not used come on guys um yeah so after that we got riddle backstage he says he doesn't need help from damian priest he's got the power of randy orton coursing through his veins but usual fun riddle stuff priest meanwhile i love priest i liked him before he was cool back in the ringer of honor days where i can't remember his name punishment martinez punishment martinez such a cool name um but Riddle's like, you should probably be somewhere, you know, in a hot tub with gals. I was like, was that ever something on the main roster? Or was that all no, NXT? Was, that was his NXT gimmick. Yeah. So they're just, they think Priest is a Playboy character because he does not come across that way. 
But I think he sort of is on the main roster as well because he was hanging out with Bad Bunny for a bit. And Bad Bunny was like a, a party boy. <laughs> so I think sort of Priest was a party boy alongside him. Mm. I don't know. He comes across so plain. Um, Damien Priest was then on Miz TV. Oh, God. <laughs> this was an awful half hour of television. And I, you mm. can't tell me. I don't know if it did go half hour, but bloody hell did it feel like it. So let, let's run through it. Priest was on Miz TV. CM Punk chance sort of derailed him. He he seemed to get a bit confused. But Miz and Morrison, you know, helped back out. Turned into a match with Morrison versus Priest. Priest won, thankfully. I think the only positive of this segment is Priest technically racked up two victories. Then Sheamus runs in because they're feuding over the US title. Ricochet comes in for the babyface save. We get another tag match. Goes three minutes, as did the singles. And she sorry, Priest wins that again by pinning Morrison. Why did Morrison pin Riddle last week? Oh, uh, but that was a Moss and AJ. No, well, I know, but like, what did Morrison get? Because, like, surely you want yeah. to be making Matt Riddle look good because him and Randy are presumably challenging for the tag titles at SummerSlam. So, why on earth did Morrison win last week? Because clearly they don't care about Morrison. He got pinned twice here by Damian Priest in a matter of 10 minutes. So, why on earth were we protecting him last week? What did, what was the purpose of that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm more of a fan of the big baby faces going into major matches with a lot of wins behind them. But they wins and losses don't matter in this company. Oh, we will get to that when we get to the bloody carrying cross thing. Smagging hell, man. Uh, we had Riddle versus Amos after this. I thought it was going to be more of an angle, especially with AJ Styles not out there. That was weird by his absence, but, you know, who knows why people are missing these days. Uh, Riddle started off hot, really went for Amos, but Amos just chucked him around over the barricade. Did some pretty good near countout spots, but in the end, Amos won with the tree slam. I thought Amos looked good, but again, another loss for Riddle. This is honestly, I think outside of um, Mansoor and Ali as a tag act, even though I thought that match was stupid, this was my favorite thing on the show. I think this is the mm. best that Amos has looked on the main roster. Like, because yeah. uh, people have been very critical of his selling, and rightly so. I thought he was. I thought he looked really good here. I thought Riddle made him look awesome. This is the best anyone has done to make Amos look like the big towering giant that he is. And so massive credit to, to to Matt for that. I thought this was really really pretty good, and it was a nice. Like Matt taking a loss here to Amos doesn't matter so much in the grand scheme of them going for mm. the tag titles, but him taking a loss to Morrison last week makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, still no Randy Orton. He was advertised for this show locally. Mm. Oh, he's probably um, taking photos outside of um, VIP doors that say elite on them or something <laughs> so he can negotiate a good contract. Well, he's the main recruiter for them at the moment. <laughs> the amount of people he's written off WWE TV. Uh, Bliss and Lily are doing a pre-recorded promo. Do drop and either attack them, lay them both out. And then once they've gone, Lily stands up by herself in footage that was just obviously rewound. Oh, it looked so silly. Like, yeah. it looked so silly for a company that keeps saying, we make movies. 
they make movies real bad. <laughs> I made, I did effects better than this when I was a student. And I made pretty bad movies when I was a student. Yeah, this was this were real bad. I saw someone say on Twitter that like the only way that this can work is if it's to tie in with the Chucky TV series that's airing on Sci-Fi, and you can do some sort of crossover with that because you know networks have said they want to do more crossover things. It's literally the only good thing I can see coming out of this because like Lily's not going to be able to do this stuff in front of a live crowd. She ain't real. I think there's one other good thing that's come out of it. Ollie, you're such a hater. You can clearly see that Dewdrop tripped her up. It's all part of a big story. Let it play out, Ollie. Uh, speaking of big stories, the reported story is that Karrion Cross was originally meant to go on a long losing streak after his Raw debut. So he was going to lose to Jeff Hardy last week, but of course Jeff got COVID and he's had to self-isolate or tested positive at least. And then Scarlett Bordeaux was going to join him and then he was going to start winning. That's the grand story, which is still crap. Oh, yeah. And but, it makes you know. zero sense because he's with Scarlett Bordeaux in NXT, mm -hmm. which is the same. It's the same show as Raw and SmackDown. It's, it's, mm -hmm. part, of the, it's part of the same world. So it makes yeah. really little sense that Karrion Cross, because we never saw Karrion Cross do a promo where he was like, do you know what, Scarlett? Like, I'm, we've got a really good actor in, in NXT, but I want to go to the main roster and sort of prove my worth there on my own. No, he just came out on his own. And then the story they've got, like this brilliant genius story. It's like, oh man, he's gonna like go on this losing streak. And that's how we're introduced Scarlet Bordeaux. Don't know why these internet fans are losing. If that was your plan, which were bad by the way, why did he beat Keith Lee last week then? Why didn't Keith Lee just beat him last week to continue that story? Because clearly you're not doing that story anymore, are you? This this writer, this writer did this quote with uh, with Andrew Zarian, and he said, and I quote. I don't understand why people are freaking out on the internet. It's leading to something. Why don't people understand we're telling a story? The match doesn't matter. The story matters. And that's why this company is terrible. That's why this company is making the worst wrestling product in the world. It is a dreadful TV show because of crap like this, of a writer literally saying, yeah, the match doesn't matter though, does it? It's the story. The match is part of the smegging story, you imbecile. This w and then what happens here? Oh, Keith Lee just wins. So now the pair of them are two and one in their returns. Awesome. Great. Grand. Wonderful. The scene, the scenes don't matter. It's the story of the film. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. This was better than their match last week. I thought Keith Lee showed some real fire. Um, well, not, not so much fire. He just, it seemed to mean a lot for him. And he's so good at facials and communicating stuff non-verbally that I, th I think I feel like the crowd got that. And I certainly at home got that. So when he won with, I just love the spirit bomb as well. When he mm -hmm. won, like he, he had tears in his eyes. Um, I think his first win in months. I know, <laughs> I know. I know. First I know. Wins, it means back. wins and losses don't matter apart from to Keith Lee, who, lo um, who loves yeah. winning. Keith Lee's so great as well. Yeah. Just so great. I wish his booking matched it. Um, yeah. This, yeah, this is this carrying cross thing is a absolute is a, an absolute bomb coming out. Like he's he's coming out to less reaction as the as the weeks go on. He got a little promo as well. He's got a an egg timer. <laughs> Reggie, oh, we got the Rhea promo backstage, which was <laughs> typically wooden um, why is she so bad at this 
it's a talent to do <laughs> WWE scripts well. Uh, then we got Reggie. He's now called Reggie. He's not called Reginald anymore, our 24-7 champion, who not only has dropped the accent and has also changed his name from Reginald to Reggie, he is now, in this gimmick change, a serious wrestler. Because he's not just an untrained wrestler who can flip away from people. He, he, I, th I thought he beat Akira Tozawa quite legitimately here. Uh, yeah, so... I, I had a bit of a, uh, not much a rant about uh, Reggie last week. I, I did I did two swears because I did not like, I did not enjoy the segment. Mm. However, it was the most watched thing on YouTube on for WWE from Raw. So he's now on SmackDown as well because WWE are like, oh, wow, he did a big thing on YouTube. He's actually the biggest star we have now. So I'm sure we're going to get this every single week until people yeah. don't care anymore. And this will probably do again really well on YouTube because the man did some flips and people like the flips, but you know can't do that with Ricochet, heaven forbid. So yeah, well, like it, whatever it is, I, I don't care. Yeah, uh, and then the main event was Nikki Cross versus Charlotte Flair. Who? In that no, sorry, damn it, damn it, I made fun of you earlier. <laughs> Almost a superhero, Nikki Ash is how they referred to her every time. Uh, taking on Charlotte Flair. In a no holds barred, I'm pretty sure this was also described as a championship contender match. Yeah, despite Charlotte already winning that last week and already having a shot at the title for SummerSlam, they're just words. WWE oh, yeah. is doing like what every dictatorial regime do, and that is attacking the truth of language, where they're just making every word mean nothing. Sports oh, it's, entertainment. It's like painful. that is. That is the like you know thirty plus years Vince is trying to kill the world uh, the word wrestling and replace it with sports entertainment and has failed spectacularly <laughs> and they still try. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the spectacle of this match though. I thought the crowd you know because all you had to do was give the crowd something they were ready to give you a great reaction and Charlotte and Nikki gave them a lot of action. Like, you got table spots, you got a barricade break. You got uh, an announcer's table spot. The problem was, as much as I enjoyed it, the story was really bad because it was honestly ninety-eight percent Charlotte. Yeah, it was the same match we had last week. Only this with a bit more plunder this time and a bit more uh, spectacle. And it was Charlotte dominating the match. And the only reason Charlotte lost is because she threw herself through a table. And then Nikki hit a, a neck breaker for the win. And the commentators, bearing in mind she is the Raw Women's Champion who cashed in on Charlotte Flair successfully just two weeks ago, were like, I cannot believe that she won. What an upset. I can't believe this actually happened. This would have never have happened. I'm stunned beyond all belief that Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, Nikki A.S.H., actually managed to get a win here. And so, like... So Nikki's now proven that she can win. So does that mean her character arc is done? No, she's got to prove it against Rhea Ripley now for two weeks. And then there's the SummerSlam three-way. And everyone will go in with the equal amount of wins and losses. <laughs> she, Rhea Ripley's going to beat her once, and then Nikki's going to beat her back. Yeah. I mean, it's quite awesome. obvious what's going to happen. I So my I did enjoy the match, and I thought they worked really hard. But I, Charlotte here, 
for this story to work, Charlotte has to be quite a, a black and white heel. And I thought she behaved here quite selfishly as a performer because she soaked up the very fun crowd pops, almost becoming a badass tweener. And that is not what she should be doing here. She, she should know that. There was a point when the whole crowd were chanting for tables and she brought out a table. I was like, yeah. that's what that that's like psychology 101. You're a bad guy. But she had to bring out the table because that was the spot. Like that's the spot that she had to do. Nikki can't get the table out. Nikki's not getting any offense in. So Flair had to be the one to get the table out. Well, she improvised in the promo. I don't know why she can't improvise here. I yeah, I just I so overall, I mean, I gave it three out of five. I actually stand by that because I think the quality of Raw has been so bad this year. I enjoyed this more than last week. But who cares anymore? It's nonsense. I, I don't know how I mean, like I, I thought it was a boring I'd have probably given it yeah. two out of five because that's exact I, it was the exact same show as last week. So when I gave that, I think I gave that two out of five. Not that it really means anything anyway, but like all the audio, the community tab, fifty-one percent, oh. one out of five rawful, twenty-six percent, two out of five poor, nineteen percent, three <laughs> out of five average, fifty-one percent. That is basically what's it like 90%, 95% of the audience gave that three out of five and lower, 75% giving it two out of five or lower. Just keep that up there for a second, sorry. Um, there you see that tapering off that we experience in WWE polls. And you know, you should statistically see those, the tapers off, where 51, 26, 19, 3, 2%. If this was an AEW show and those were flipped the the one out of five would be higher than two out of five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. It, it is interesting, isn't it? I, I find it actually sort of like our audience um, reactions to the show, I, I find it to be very, very interesting. And yeah, like that mm -hmm. is, I think people are, when I listen to the, the Fightful post show, the amounts of chats that Sean and Denise get on a weekly basis, and we get them as well, and I get them more and more on Twitter every single week, which is that, I don't watch the show anymore, but I'm really looking forward to your review because I heard it was bad again. And there are people who really are just giving up on this show wholesale. Mm. Thank you for all of your... I don't know why I can't transition into this. We're doing Patreon shoutouts now, and then we'll do the rest of your Ultra Chats. Uh, please do go over to Patreon and become a Pledge Hammer today because we've got a lot in store for summer. It's the streamiest stream of the summer, right? Streamiest party of the summer. Because we're all going to be double vaxxed and we're coming into the office, baby. I've got my vaccination in an hour and a half. So I can't be too long. I've got to ride to the library where I'm having it done. Um, and yeah, we're going to do like a whole week of in-person streams starting on the 16th, I believe, Monday the 16th for the 50k celebration. Raw review, SummerSlam predictions, AEW review, AEW live reactions for that rampage where we believe CM Punk might be popping up and then SummerSlam the next night and then NXT TakeOver. And of course, as part of all of that, Wrestle League. You can only take part in that by becoming a pledge hammer on Patreon.
yeah we're doing like 11 streams in seven days or something along those lines i think actually it might be slightly more than that it might be 12 streams in 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 seven days summer stream is pretty why good why have we actually. not come up with that but that's because we've got summer jam is our paper. summer jam yeah um gregory knows <laughs> gonna get that jab in my leg for the pfizer i actually but rewatched also that on, on the best of Oh, was it? Oh, did, I, did I make the best of? You, you did make the best of, yeah. And all our big chat about um, banging a load of powder made it into the best of as well, because very of course funny. it did. Have you noticed I'm trying to get something new over by <laughs> telling bad jokes like their personal anecdotes? <laughs> do you want to borrow one? And you can do it on a different... Oh, no, because you need to ever do streams with me, because you can tell it to someone else. Oh, I'll, I'll t- maybe I'll tell, me, tell me off that. Also, yeah. if you become a Patreon at a certain tier, you can get a shout-out and wrestling nickname on this very show as part of our WrestleTalk Hall of Fame. So thank you. They are Spartacus. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. NJ Hornsberg. The million dollar man, sorry, the hundred dollar man, C.D. Horver. The Cyclone, Brandon Sires. One of the all-time greats, the Mayor of Painesville, Dan. I'll follow that up with another all-time great, the Castle Run DX Solo. Ryan Disco Stewart. Superkick, Mick Mazesco. Zarjeth. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 3rd of August 2021, he's a sexy man, not an Andrew Gross man. Oh, I thought you were then going to go, Gross man! I like the audience to like have it in their head rather than me. Sort of oh, that's it. good. Yeah. You can hear them singing along. Give some exactly, cheap pops yeah. to all those wonderful pledge hammers. As we go through your ultra chats, Moshmaster D, how can the announcers call a Nia rematch while holding a straight face? That has to be the toughest part of the show for the team. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was, <clears throat> it was pretty good. Uh, there's also another one, uh, one slightly above. Oh, no, I think uh, our mods are moving it. Don't worry. Kevin, to answer Ollie's question that he probably didn't ask, I think Riddle was off script referring to Priest's character in NXT when he won the North American title and celebrated in a hot tub with girls and champagne. I wish he was still the Archer of Infamy. Kevin, he still that, is. That's a bit of a lame name as well, though, isn't it? Oh, Archer of Infamy was such... Me and Laurie used to think that was the funniest thing on NXT because it's quite a lame name. And he does his little like arrow thing as well. It's proper It's proper corny. Um, but no, he is still the Archer of Infamy. He's still doing all of that stuff. Mm. And I, it's not Riddle going off script as well. Like That is a no-no thing. Like That is in 100% sticking to the letter of the law. AJ, do you think Chicago is dead for WWE? With all the AEW hoopla and WWE putting that show on last night, don't think they can run Chicago again like that? No, not at all. They're a very hot wrestling city and WWE is huge. Alfonso Jones, hey guys, I was at Raw last night and they were still selling Fiend merch at the show. Also, the booze for Goldberg was strong until Goldberg chant started out of nowhere in the building. Thanks for all you do. Out of nowhere is in quotes there. Alfonso. Well, that was the WCW. The plants. 
that was the WCW method where they used to pipe they used to pipe the chant into mm. the crowd like part of the audience mix to try and you know get the audience on board. And as soon as the crowd realized that that's what they're doing, that's when the Goldberg chants pretty much stopped happening. Nicholas Lama. In Charlotte's promo, she did call her Nikki A.S.H. Cross. So don't feel bad, Ollie. Keep dancing and jam that jam. Alfonso Jones again. Reggie got a bigger crowd reaction than Karrion Cross on the show. Also, whenever the women were on the show, there were big We Want Becky chants. Nonstop that, Karrion, goose. Sorry, that just on that Karrion Cross thing, Denise Salcedo pointed this out on Twitter, but Reggie as 24-7 champion is being booked better on Raw than the NXT champion is. Mm-hmm. Let, that, let that be... Let, let that sink in. Non-stop goose. WWE literally has a guy on their roster who made it big doing flips and they're pushing Reggie. Found you guys during the pandemic and couldn't have done it without you. Thanks for all you do. Oh, thank you, non-stop goose. Matthew Robinson. I still don't understand what they don't see in Keith Lee or Cross that they are doing 50-50 booking. What more do these guys have to do to stand out? Win something on the main roster? I don't know. That's well, Yeah, but... Like you control that, you can have them do that. It's a, it's a, it's made up. It's a, it's a make believe yeah. sport. Uh, Eduardo Surrens, you know how bad WWE booking is when the twenty four seven champion is booked better than the NXT champion. The twenty four seven title is comedy. The NXT title is the top brand title. This is just sad, Luke. This company. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I just want to comment on the release of Ric Flair. Can you believe the disrespect, not wishing him well? He did everything for them, and then he dares to leave and criticise them for their BS, and they don't wish him well. They don't typically... They have officially done it now. Oh, have they? They don't typically do that for um, non-main roster people, so people on Legends contracts. They didn't do it for Mark Henry or Paul White, for instance. Um... Plus, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't. I wouldn't put too much truth in that whole Ric Flair did everything for WWE. He he lead like you know he he goes where the money is. He went to so, TNA, remember? <laughs> so WWE uh, wrote on their website, "We have come to the terms with the release of Ric Flair as of today. There was no wishing him uh, well in his future endeavors." Ooh, interesting. Nicholas Lama, poor 2K games over there, like John Travolta searching for an actual roster for the game and so glad that WWE saved their strong creative for the return of live crowds. The boredom on Goldberg's son's face spoke volumes. I think that's just being a teenager, isn't it? Oh yeah, he's not interested. Very happy when you're a kid. It's not cool anymore. Chozo55. Hello, Luke and Nostra Davis. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it sucks that Ric Flair lost his job and everything. (laughs) But I did almost, I was like, man, I, I, I actually laughed. I was like, Ollie literally predicted this about two hours ago. Mm. Question. Considering there are people who are loyal to WWE product, regardless of quality, what do you think will finally cause even the most diehard fan to go, oh, that wasn't a good idea? Uh, nothing. nothing. They, uh, those people are completely blind. Them going into a grave will be the reason why they stop watching. Kevin. My simple mind cannot stop to care about stories, even knowing this company don't. James McAvoy's voice. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Good callback, Kevin. Anonymous. Am I the only one who thinks that Wyatt's release is a work? Yes. So much stink around the fiend. They release Wyatt so he can come back as a cult leader with other release stars. Braun, Bo, Rowan. It makes sense. But WWE never makes sense. So Bray to AW. I know a lot of people think it's a work because they release Bray Wyatt and not the fiend. Um <laughs> 
there are some people who like uh, think that Tony and Nick Khan are like they are related, and it's Nick working <laughs> alongside Tony to like send him like the best talent he possibly can. Honestly, yeah. And them and Randy Orton, James Hanley. Might I suggest creating raw bingo cards for you guys to follow during the episode? The spaces can be labeled things like Drew Sword promo, T Bar and Mace is still T Bar and Mace, and Distraction Roll Up Finish. At least then you can get some joy. That's not a bad idea. I actually. don't think. That's I don't think that'll make it more fun. I don't know, but as, you know, Andy Datsun, uh, if you are watching, there's a social media thing for you. Start get to mm. work. Martin Ward. Pretty late joining here regarding Bray. Wherever he shows up, I hope he steps away from the supernatural and gothic. Fantasy booked him as Michael Douglas's character in Falling Down. Instead of walking home, he's walking his way to a world title. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Uh, I don't think Bray is into the supernatural stuff. I think he's smart and does ground it in psychological realism. I think it's Vince who forced the supernatural stuff. Uh, Charles Berg with the poor review. Uh, let me just get the picture up here. Uh, Jackson Riker is Aww. a sweet mixed breed of COVID <laughs> denialist and unpatriotic American. He enjoys long walks on streets after protesters have been tear gassed. And most likely joined the army to legally kill people. Ooh. 11 out of 10, pure baby face, JK, JK. Um, he's got the actual uh, dog here to say, uh, Archie is a sweet 11 month year old beagle who is still learning not to eat everything on the street. Super energetic and a super sweet dumb boy. 11 out of 10 nicknames, Archibald, Archie Bunker, Archie Duh, Archie Do Try Humps. I'm 28 now. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, what? Happy birthday today. I believe so, yes. Oh, happy birthday, Charles Berg. Uh, Stephen Duggan. Hi, guys. Just banged a load of powder. Also, I've set up an AEW Island fan group for the socials. Cheap plug. Do you think name dropping the hangman? Do you think dropping the hangman story is really happening? I have a feeling we're getting worked. Surely Paige won't be off TV for a month. I think <laughs> that it'll be um, hangman versus punk at all out. That's the main event. Oh, the drinking page and the straight edge punk. Yeah. I think and punk and will work better as a heel. Just uh, I, oh we, yeah, yeah, we had this on the, the Friday show. I think he should definitely one hundred percent come in as a heel. But we said like you can Bret Hart the situation. So he is mm. a heel everywhere except for Chicago where he's the baby face. It's a bit um, awkward though if you debut in Chicago. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know. Uh, Russell B, uh, just become a Patreon. Cancelled my Peacock Premium. Uh, just saying, can't wait for the MJF to come out to Cult of Personality and AEW First Dance. Also been watching all the way back when Luke joined the channel. Can't watch WWE anymore. Thank you very much. Um, TY, just TY, what do you think of Nicholas versus Negative One? What type of match should they have? <laughs> Braun on a poly uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, with Braun officiating, I don't know. <laughs> Brawn on a shark cage. That'd be really good. Matthew Robinson. I was not able to chat with the AEW show, but I'm still getting chilled for that Hangman Page Dark Order entrance. How can wrestling be so different compared to Raw? Brandon Vink says, or Brandon Vink fan says, congrats, gents, on returning, uh, uh, returning to the office. On the first day back, Ollie should come in and say, where the mm. hell have you been? And leave Ala VKM. And lastly, for Gregory Nelson's, it's my best friend Amelia's birthday. She's a big fan. I'm hoping you guys could wish her a happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Jam that jam. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy New Year, Amelia. Gregory Nelson's a, a mod. You'd have done that for you without you having to chat in. Yeah. 
Pretty well, much. thank you ever so much, everybody, for joining us here today. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It helps us out more than anything else you can do. And if you want to give that little bit extra more support, go over to Geekology. Geekology. Just click the link. What did I say? Geekology. Geekology. It's because that's a that's a that's a funny meme blog. Um, geology. Links in the video description below. All you have to do is click that link, take that 30-second test. It really helps us out just if you click the link. So check it out. Uh, and Yeah. Make your skin look as youthful and gorgeous as Luke's. Oh, it's been so good. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, just click the link in the video description down below. It's a very, very short quiz. Uh, please do. It really helps this channel out. Thank you also. And thank you to Geology for uh, sponsoring the show and for providing me with luscious skin. Oh, we've got one more chat just come in uh, oh. from Rini that says, hey, guys, I'm not going to talk about Raw, so I'm going to talk about what they got rid on Raw. I would enjoy a Bray White Hangman page feud where Bray tries to bring the Dark Order to the dark side and Paige is trying to keep them in the light. Yeah, I, d I don't want I don't want Wyatt to be anywhere near the Dark Order. I'm no, a bit I'm over the yeah, I don't I'm a bit over Dark Order leader stuff. I feel oh, like that's I mean, what you everyone see the dark says. Order have been making fun of yeah. that. In like when um, I, I think it was John Silva yesterday, he's so like, "Oh, Adam Cole, he could be the leader of the Dark Order." Because it's <laughs> like Flair. any single, any person that gets released is like, "Oh yeah, they should be the leader of the Dark Order." Mm. As much as I had a lovely day on Saturday, the Bray Wyatt news notwithstanding, although I didn't find out about that until I got home, uh, which was about sort of 9pm I actually found out about that news, um, I had massive FOMO on mm. Saturday because you were away with the boys. You, Laurie and Adam went to the UK Games Expo. I got a text message from Adam. Uh, <laughs> he sent me a photo of you at a stand and just said, miss you, buddy. And I was like, oh, I really miss you guys too. I wish I was there. How was it? Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was really cool. Should I show you what I've bought? <gasps> yes, please. So this is because uh, 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 my lady partner just shoved it all on my desk. I, I thought I was buying stuff for us, but no. Yeah, yeah. So this is colossal. <gasps> it, is, it is a solo RPG <gasps> where you sort of journal down what you're doing and yeah it's like a whole fantasy world that takes place within a giant castle but there's I mean, like doesn't sound each like, room is a sea it doesn't sound like you bought that for you and your partner to play no, she, can, she can read game. it she can read it <laughs> you can watch me do it i did get this it's mutants it's another rpg uh it became quickly apparent i don't know what rpg means so we can't really <laughs> use this can't really use it, but it's cute. Um, but this one we can. It's like a an escape game in a box, cool. which me and Laurie had a trailer go at, which was really fun. But these are reusable, so I can I can give this to you afterwards if you want to have a go. It's not like an exit game where you destroy bits. And this, which Laurie recommended. Oh my god, that is the best. So uh, for podcast <laughs> listeners, this is Micro Macro Crime City. Dude, it is rad. My brother and I, because uh, mm. my brother got it, and when I was down at his in Bosom a few weeks back, he had it like laid out, his, his girlfriend's a bit posh, laid out on top of um, her grand piano. And uh, honestly, we had such a laugh. It's so much fun. And like that as well, because you, you know, if you are feeling it, it's a good art project 
for like you and your partner to do together mm. because it's all black and white so you could go and color things in ah, yeah oh that's a great so, idea yeah that's what my brother and his girlfriend are doing it's oh it's tremendous so so good what a purchase on the grand piano playing board games <laughs> sipping your prosecco so i've got a bougie story it was one pound more to go up to birmingham on the train in first class you and do I knew... this a lot what? i love do... first class travel <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I mean. Every single time I feel, I feel like I've spoken they to you about... Give you food. Great, great they give you You're food. They give you food. It was only £15 more expensive to go on first class, so I did it. And you don't have to sit with other people. It's air-conditioned. There's more leg room. People are generally quiet. Anyway, and I was on the same train as Adam and his lady partner, but, um, you know, I don't... I wanted time for myself. I wanted to read. So I was separate to them. Anyway, the train was cancelled. Pingdemic, <sighs> not enough staff. So we had to rebook. We booked a new train that was a bit more expensive, but I didn't have a first class ticket anymore. I'm like, oh, God damn it. And I sit down and I'm near Adam and he's just like got this big grin on his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted first class travel. <laughs> And we were just crammed in there. There wasn't because it was two trains in one, really, all the passengers. And we started moving and I was not facing the way that the train was going. And I get pretty motion sick. And I thought, you you know what? You know what? No, no. And I stormed up to first class. and I just (laughs) took a seat. (laughs) And Adam kept texting me, came down at one point being like, they're going to come and tell you to move or make you buy a ticket. I was like, and I had the whole argument in my head that <laughs> I I bought a first class ticket for yeah. less money than I am on this train right now. My train was cancelled. My day has been disrupted. I'm not moving and I'm not going to pay for any more. I was, you know, I was ramped up. And then the guy comes and he's like, he's going around. And a lot of people had just gone into first class without the tickets, without the backing that I had. And they had to pay, you know, 20, 30, 40 quid more a ticket. And they paid it on the spot. And he gets to me and I give him my spiel and he goes, I'm so sorry about your disruption. Yeah, that's totally fine. And walks off. Mm, Do you have to provide proof? Yeah, he showed him my uh, my cancelled ticket. Okay. Said first class, big letters. They give you, you know, it's all colourful and it's, it's a nicer experience. And I got, I got food. I got food. What food did you get? But I get that uh, on the way back, I got a chicken barbecue wrap, which was rank, and uh, orange juice, which was orange juice. <laughs> First class. Mm. Uh, well, that's cool. I'm glad you had a nice time. I had huge amounts of FOMO that I wasn't there. Yeah, you were missed. Everyone was. We'll go. We'll go next year and we'll make more of a, a weekend of it because it is really fun. You just said that because I didn't know what to expect. You go around, look at board games. You buy some board games. You go into the adjacent hall, start drinking, and play those games. That was yeah, wicked. Much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you all oh, before we go? Did you do um, Blood on the Clock Tower? No, no, that started quite late. But I saw. Oh no, I won't go into that. That's a surprise. 
Oh, oh, what a little tease at the end there to wrap up this episode. Uh, we've got to get out of here, unfortunately, uh, but we'll be back on Thursday with the AEW review. But Pete and Tempest will be doing the NXT review tomorrow. And then it'll be me and Denise Alcedo on Friday with a special guest and my Taylor Swift song, if I get it recorded oh, in time. Oh, yeah, you've got to do I, it. If I get it recorded, I'm I'm going to try and get it done tomorrow, but I, I need to get this magazine article done. Like, that's my priority at the moment. Um, yes. And I've got lots of stuff I need to book. Anyway, that is all we've got time for. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.